0: Give me the ball, give me the ball. Take your top shift. Call my girls and put them all on a spaceship. Hang one night when you say I'll make you famous. Hey. Have you ever seen the stage going ape shit? Hey. Step my money fast and go. Tell the Grammys, fuck that o for eight shit. Have you ever seen a crowd going eight shit?
1: Yo, what's up? What's up? This is Chris Williams and this is Jonathan Muhammad. Man, it's been a while since we did this. Yes, since we did the opinion. Yes, and the facts. we had some 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 busy busy weeks enjoying man. the summer, but goddamn, man, it's, it's
2: been, been a been lot good, of busy but... shit,
1: bro. It's been a lot of topics, a lot of shit that's been going on. Uh, we we got all types of shit. So we finna just get right into our bag. We finna get right into it. Let's go. The Jay-Z, let's just, let's fuck it, let's just talk about it. The Man. Jay-Z and the NFL signing. And if people don't know, um, maybe you can get them a, a, a rundown on what the contract and what Jay-Z and the NFL is doing.
2: It's a partnership. So we're, we're talking about uh, Hove as the, the head of Rock Nation and Rock Nation management. We'll be managing and advising the NFL for future endeavors as far as street community and social injustice awareness. And not only that, uh, we will be seeing uh, Rock Nation uh, choosing the Super Bowl performers. And as we've known from the past, those purport, uh, p- uh, performances has that uh, platform to reach a broader audience. So I believe that we're going to see some um, social injustice. Performances quite similar to the one that his
1: wife put on. So we got a lot of, a lot of, a lot of backlash. We got a lot of, you know what? Let's just get into it really, right, right? So we got a lot of black backlash because of what the NFL did to Colin Kaepernick. Right. When he kneeled, mind you, for the people who don't think um, or know what's going on, Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick did not kneel because of the NFL. Let, let's just get that straight. We kneeled for social injustice, police brutality for African-Americans and minorities, right? That's very true. Um, he proceeded to reconstruct his contract with the 49ers. And, you know, one thing led to another. He was cut or he became a free agent. And since then, right, he hasn't had a job in the NFL because of the social injustice activities or activism, if that's a word, he's right. doing
2: just so, so uh, for the record, Colin Kaepernick had uh, two years, about twenty million dollars left on his deal. He renegotiated his contract, got it down to one year, fifteen million dollars. So he got majority of his money to shorten his deal to a one year deal. He became a free agent, and that's really what his career has become. Now, from 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 the aspect of social injustice, I love what Colin Kaepernick is doing. I love. I think that. we both do. I I love that he that. Is, is speaking up in the various different communities, but from a football aspect, I must speak on how it will affect the position of a team and their ability and their, their desire to have him on the roster. First and foremost, Colin Kaepernick was kneeling for his team that um, brought attention to his team. Now when the calls uh, first came about, he ray he was raising money. The the what's not spoken on enough anymore is that the San Francisco Forty ers gave a million dollars towards the cause. They were in support of the the him as a player, but it was his actions and how he chose to um, draw attention within the various cities. For example, the um, the 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 pig cops uh, socks that he wore in Baltimore uh, to represent and to bring awareness towards the police brutality. For the Fidel Castro uh, shirt that he wore in Miami, that that community being um um so many, I would say 40, maybe even a higher percentage of Cuban uh descent people and, and you're um you know wearing a Fidel Castro shirt which is offensive to a lot of people of that culture. So You can see how teams are wary because they're not only thinking of what are you going to do when you come to my city,
1: but if we sign you, what are you going to do when you go to another? So my thing is, it's like, come on, let's keep it 100%. These teams was blackballing. Colin Kaepernick, like without a was, doubt. They was blackballing him. Uh I don't give a look, it's rapists on NFL teams, it's fucking uh, racist on NFL teams. It's Talk so about much it. it's so much uh, distractions that NFL teams have that Colin Kaepernick doing doing those things with his cult uh with his clothing shouldn't have even matter because of the simple fact they have more they got more worries. They got women, woman beaters on teams, all type dope heads on teams, all types of shit. My thing is with Colin Kaepernick, um people are saying this this was my thing with Colin Kaepernick, right? He 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 got a settlement from the end of NFL, undisclosed settlement, right? And um him and Eric Reed, who now plays for the Panthers, he was a free agent. He was kneeling with he was one of the first players with the 49ers to start Nilling with Colin Kaepernick. He now plays for the Panthers, right? And they both got an undisclosed amount. My thing is And I want to ask you this question, and and maybe you can help me understand, because I, I for one, I'm not mad that Jay-Z signed a contract, and I don't understand why people are bashing him. People saying, oh, it's the injustice part because he attacked the NFL, right? My thing is, Colin Kaepernick attacked the NFL shield, you know, saying he got blackballed by them, right? But he still wants to play for them. Eric Reed said Colin Kaepernick... Eric Reed said Colin Kaepernick was getting blackballed, but he still plays for the NFL. It's so what's wrong with Jay-Z saying, you know what, I'ma try a different approach. I know I had my judgment on the NFL, but let me try a different approach and try to see if I can actually change this within because he is also has a partnership for social injustice, you know pairing with the NFL, to bring awareness to social injustice. So why are people backlash? Why are people saying he a sellout? Why do you think people saying that? Why do you think people calling him an Uncle Tom? I see all types of shit. Well, I think it's
2: just people are reading in the headlines and they're simply seeing Jay-Z strikes deal with NFL. And they're jumping to their conclusions on... Um, on, they're jumping to conclusions on feelings based on the headlines. Now, the situation is, is, is this. Jay-Z is managing. He is managing the NFL to prevent future situations like this. The NFL is trying to be ahead of the curve. So, you know what I'm saying? We have to allow Jay to step in there and to make the change. Now, the statement that he said was very powerful. You need me. I don't need you. They've turned to him. There is no headline where you will see Jay Z works for the NFL.
1: They've reached a partnership. Yeah, they they, they reached a partnership. It's crazy. People saying, you know, he should have waited to Colin Kaepernick got a got a job and all this. Well. I wanted to play the clip real quick, just real fast. It's like a three-minute clip, whatever. I might cut it a little short. I want y'all to play the clip. Charlamagne the guy and a couple people asked him a question at the NFL press conference when he signed that deal. So let me bring this clip up real
0: quick. The biggest issue people have, they want to know how you party would the on social justice when Kyle Kaepernick, who brought it to the attention of the masses about peacefully protesting against social injustices, is still out of a job. Yeah, that's a great question. I think that... um uh I think we take it back. I think that we we forget that Colin's whole thing was to bring attention to social injustice. Correct. So uh, in that in that case, right, this is a success. Right, this is the the next thing. Right, because there's two parts of protesting. You go outside and you protest, and then the company or the individual say, "I hear you. What do we do next?" Right. So for me, there was. For me, this is, for me it was like action, actionable item. What are we gonna do with it? Like everyone heard, and we hear what you're saying, and everybody know I agree with what you're saying. So, what are we gonna do? Minimizing that part of it because that has to happen. That's a necessary part of the process. But now we all know what's going on,
1: and that's my thing. We all know what's going on. Mm-hmm. When we go do something different, like when when we go when we go take a a, a legit stand and do something different, I honestly, and maybe you could correct me if I'm wrong. Honestly, when it comes to social justice, we got to stop looking at at famous people to fix our communities. Like I'm gonna just keep it a book. Like it's cool to see people use their platform, but at the end of the day. We as a people need to go out and be those community outreachers. You, you see know what I'm saying? You absolutely we, right. We need to be those people who, who change the community. So that's one one shit's I want to get off real quick. Let's stop looking at these famous people to change because these famous people, in the long run, it is in it for money. And I'm not saying everybody in it for money, but how do you feel like say a Colin Kaepernick because he's getting paid by Nike to be you know to do the social activism and things like that. So how do you feel about Colin? Because people getting on Jay Z's ass for taking this bread.
2: I feel like um, Colin Kaepernick himself um, should speak up about it because right now people have so many different positions. His girl said something about it, but that's, that's, that's not, not him, that's, right? Not right? him. That's, that's not him. Not that's not him. him. That's, that's not, not him. him. That's 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 a filter, and people, we gotta we gotta beware of the filters. The fact that his girl is speaking up. For him or 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 an attempt for him is honestly not good because it's a it's a it's it's a filtered um conversation so um if that are if that is his feelings, she's attaching her name to it so that if there is backlash within those feelings, now he can come out and say, "This isn't how I feel," and she misspoke, and he can correct the situation and make it look good in in the eyes. He he's he's doing social injustice, but like Jay said, we we got to we got to eventually get this chain. It's just like, okay, so he hasn't been playing football in what four seasons now? Uh 3. I want to say 3. three I
1: want to se- say 3.
2: 3 seasons and you know what I'm saying like when he left the game, he left the game as a backup quarterback.
1: He was a, he was a starter. He was their backup quarterback. Who was starting over him? Um, Nate Davis. No, nah, he was starting, bro. But you talking about... When the, he, this he, last year about...
2: with the team, he got benched. He was kneeling as a backup quarterback. He wasn't the starter when he was kneeling. Okay,
1: okay, okay. I see what you're saying. It, I see what
2: you're saying. Never mind, I see what you're saying. So, for another for a team to take him in... And granted, you haven't played in three years. He he, he should be on the team, though. You're seeing this in other sports, though. Like, for example, Carmelo Anthony, not to get too far off the subject. But we've seen this guy not play. Uh, He only played 10 games last year, so we, we might as well count that as a full season. We haven't seen him in a full season. And now he's trying to reattach himself to a team. Colin Kaepernick is three years removed from any NFL team, any NFL training, it's, it's a
1: tough comeback. And, and it's hard when you take an undisclosed settlement and, you know, I wish Ka- – okay, let me get this out. And you can say what, how you think. This is how I think. I do wish Colin Kaepernick was on the team because he's better than fucking Nate Peterman. Like, he's better than Nathan Peterman who plays for the Oakland Raiders. He's better than him, right? Right. E- even three years removed, I right. still would take Colin Kaepernick over Nathan Peterman. And I got that out the way – What what. Basically, what I I'm confused on is, I, I it's rare that you see somebody sue a, an employer and get a job. Like it's rare. Eric Reed did it, right? Mm-hmm. He did it. He got with the Panthers. So, I guess a hard question will be asked: Is he really getting blackballed, he's or do people are are people really thinking his talent isn't up to par? I think he's getting blackballed, but I wanted to hear. He, say?
2: he he was being he getting blackballed, but the 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 fact that they settled, and the fact that the settlement is non-disclosed, and I I would be willing to bet that within that settlement, the reason why it was non-disclosed is because the NFL uh, settled with the uh, with the premise that Colin Kaepernick can't speak on them numbers either, because if the dollar amount gets out there for how much they settled for, I have never seen the dollar amount. Have you? I've never seen the dollar amount either. But if it gets out there that it's a... Just just hypothetically speak. Let's yeah. just call it a contract, an NFL contract. The type of money that he would make if he would play. If he missed out on those years. Right. right. Let's just say, okay, so um, he turned down uh, American Football League contract for like $20 million. So let's just say it's more than that. Because it had to be good money for you to turn down good money. True, just just thinking about it from that aspect, so he got paid a significant amount, and because you sued the NFL, the NFL is run by a board of governors, and those governs are the that's the new word for owners because that is considered a slave terminology word. They have a board of governors, so if you're suing the NFL, you just sued the thirty two guys or gals or families. That own these teams and now you're saying, hey, you guys just gave me money and now I want you to give me more money so I can play with one of you guys. Oh, and by the way, moving forward, if you decide that I come in and I don't play very good or I'm causing too much attention and you cut me, now you become my new San Francisco 49ers. Not
1: necessarily because if a team brought him in and was like, okay... You playing bad. We we seen the tape. Say he, he come in. Say if he got signed before the preseason start, right? Mm. And he came in. He was playing bad. And a team cut him. Now teams can be like, see, we gave him an opportunity. He They wouldn't be the 49ers. What they would be like is look at the game tape. So, you know what I mean? Like They'd be like, look at the game tape. He threw for 50% and... You know, he had had a bad four games during the preseason stretch. I don't think they will become the new 49ers. This is my whole thing about it. Me and you had this on Private Conversations. Is Colin Kaepernick bigger as a social activist than he is a quarterback? And I think he's playing towards the social activism more than he is towards being a quarterback.
2: He's a far bigger social activist than he is a football player. Now, to put it in perspective, what Colin Kaepernick was as a football gonna player gonna be calling, that's
1: crazy he, they,
2: oh, he went to the Super Bowl. He—he was—he was a—he was had a uh, a really great season. But as far as the full fare of his career, he only had one great year, which was the year where he took over midseason. They had. The Super Bowl run, they went to the Super Bowl, they they failed. But he had the monster playoff game where he had like, what was it like? Uh, he was killing Green I want to say, yeah. Like the
1: Green Bay game? Yeah, he
2: had like 200 on the air and 100 on the ground.
1: You sure, you sure uh, he didn't go to the Super Bowl the season after? No, it was okay. all in the same year. Okay.
2: It was all in the same year. I'm, I'm 100% sure because they played Baltimore in the Super Bowl. Okay. Um, so um, my my point is, is, is that... Colin Kaepernick, he he likes the platform that he's on. And it's not it's a bad thing. It's not a bad it's thing to wrong like with it. That, man. But it, this is what is gonna get him remembered forever. Whereas a football player, people are going to remember Colin Kaepernick as a come and go
1: scrambler. It's what he was. So I think they are going to remember him more, like we saying, as because social, of the social social. A, a social that's activity. the platform and, and, and that is propelled him. And, and look, guys, look, ladies, gentlemen, look. We ain't saying nothing wrong with what he was doing. kneeling. looks. We need somebody like that in every sport. We need right. a person who's gonna push the envelope and make the and, and show us, and, you know, and fight for our the things that's happening. We need that platform, yes. But at the same time, I I just feel like. And that's what I mean. I get, and I just feel like I don't get why people bashing Jay Z. Like, give him time. Give it. It's but, all time
2: and opportunity. On on cap though. That's no, what no, I'm no. trying to say. He was a backup quarterback when he left
1: but, the but, game. But was they? But this is my this is my thing that I keep saying on social media. You niggas is wild. People is actually saying Jay Z should have waited because he shitted on the NFL for them not giving Colin Kaepernick an opportunity, right? This is my thing. Hold on. This is what Jay said, and, and, and I'm going to try to find that because didn't, I didn't finish the whole fucking clip. He legit said, and, and, and I quote, not word from word, but I quote, he legit said, are we really going to wait for him to get a job when he was kneeling? It wasn't because of the NFL. People keep telling me, you know, like, Chris, it was for injustice. I know this. I understand it. Why do I have to wait to make a move in order? Why do I have to wait for Colin Kaepernick to get a job in order for me to make a move about social injustice? If that's what Jay really doing, because we don't really know what he's doing until he does it. It's only been a day in since he signed those papers. Okay, okay. Let me say
2: this. (laughs) Colin Kaepernick wants the platform of the NFL to do, to, 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 to have his platform to speak and use that social injustice. He's had opportunities to play. The XFL's restrictions on playing is that you can't be any type of felon. You can't have any type of um, sexual, domestic violence What's background to play in the XFL. You're talking about him. He just has playing football. To play football because he would have a platform. Well, he wanna play in the NFL. He wants to because he wants the grandest platforms to... My thing is, if you want to be a social uh, injustice activist and you want to be a football player, accept the stage that you can get so that you can have a platform to speak and to play because that's what you want to do. So let me ask you this because this that's funny. Is he using the NFL? In a way, yes, because let me tell you what's going to happen if Colin Kaepernick gets an NFL job because... I keep saying this for a reason. He left the game as a backup quarterback. So let's just say Colin Kaepernick gets invited back. He plays in the NFL again. And then that team cuts him. Now we're gonna hear backlash about that team cutting him for whatever reasons they cut him for.
1: And here's why. They, they ain't gonna get no backlash. Here's why, bro. They ain't get no He's a famous athlete. I say I say this much. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I say this much, and I'm gonna let you get back in your back. They won't get backlash. This is what happened. If they sign say if Miami. signs, say just I'm just naming a trash team with a quarterback. I know Josh Rose in there, but I'm just naming a, a team that got not a good not so good quarterback, okay? Miami. He go to Miami. You know how many black people go buy Miami Colin Kaepernick jerseys? So it can play both. It can play both ways. They could legit get people to 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 gather around him, a following, a following of African Americans and minorities and people that believe in his people like me that believe in his social activism will want to buy a Colin Kaepernick jersey and to see him maybe take over and play. Now, now, say if he do play, that's why I say preseason. Say if he get in like a couple games, right? Mm-hmm. He's trash. Mm-hmm. Like, just downright trash, mm-hmm. like Nathan Peterman trash, mm-hmm. and they cut him. Mm-hmm. I don't think they get backlash. I think people say, Miami, look, look, I, Miami gave him a shot. I, I hope people would look at it like this Miami, say, because I hypothetically speaking, Miami gave him a shot, right? Mm-hmm. He was trash, mm-hmm. and now. They, they seen it. They seen the tape. Now they got rid of him. Right. What's wrong with that? Okay. You think they're going to get backlash for that? Yes. No. Yes. On, let me tell you. Let me no, tell
2: you. No, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me explain this. Okay. So, Colin Kaepernick, first of all, there are black people everywhere. So, no matter what team picks him up, he's going to have the black people behind him because he's already spoke up for us, and he's willing to sacrifice his career, time, energy, effort, and money for us. So, we're going to always support him no matter where he goes, and if he never plays another down in the NFL, we're going to support him. Now, with that being said, Colin Kaepernick left the game as a backup quarterback. I'm saying that again because if he gets picked up and it don't work out, people are going to be looking at that team and giving them backlash. Here's why. In various different sports, we see players that have become celebrities beyond their game. So at one point, they were superstars. And and for that one season in which they went to the Super, Super Bowl, Colin Kaepernick was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Stop it right now if you disagree. So we've seen superstars in other in other sports that people point at and they say, this guy don't got it no more. Basketball, you hear Derrick Rose name being slandered a lot. My point is this. Derrick Rose keep getting contracts. And every time he gets a contract... There's a group of people that say, man, this guy done. His knees won't hold up.
1: And Hold on, hold on, hold on. on.
2: Let me me finish what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Then there's a group that's saying, hey, this guy still got a chance. He's he's a Hall of Fame player. He's one of the greatest players we've ever seen. He needs to play until he's really done playing. Now, with Colin Kaepernick, if Colin Kaepernick goes to any team and he doesn't make it, you're going to have a group of people saying, hey, This guy needs to get another chance. He's an activist. He's a celebrity because of what he's doing outside of football that started during the football game when he started kneeling, and now he's become bigger than what it is. So he's always going to be bigger than the game.
1: Colin Kaepernick is bigger than the game now. Basically, what I'm saying is do celebrities, and fuck that, I am saying it, I think us as a people, we got to start really, really trying to understand who, not saying Colin Kaepernick, not, hold on, not saying Colin Kaepernick is not a real social activist. I believe he is. I believe he really kneeled for the right purposes. And I believe, you know, that was his end of Mm -hmm. all to show us about police brutality and justice to African-Americans in America. Right. Mm -hmm. My thing is, but he still, you still got to use something to be able to. Show your platform, right? He's using the NFL, bro. He is like using- Jay, and that's my that's my whole thing. Why Jay Z can't use the NFL? Eric Reid plays for a fucking NFL team, so why? What's the point of Jay? They all all three have dissed the NFL, right? It never was about though a job, right? It was about injustice. So what, what's wrong with Jay saying, "I'm going to, I'm going to join." them and try to make a difference within like that. That's my all know it all. I, I, I stand alright all- So, so people, let
2: me tell you what I believe Jay is going to get out of this situation by doing this deal. There we go. Number one, I definitely feel like he's going to get into the communities. Of course, he's going to start in New York as his community. Everybody's going to take care of home first. Then he's going to spread abroad and you're going to see them in cities that are of course, NFL teams. Now, the teams that he has spoken out on, speaking of Colin Kaepernick, are some of the same cities in which he's wore. He wore the Fidel Castro shirt in Miami. He wore the Pig Cops socks in Baltimore. So because those are NFL cities, Jay's gonna be able to get in those cities, and we're gonna see what he does with that. Um and 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 he's gonna be managing the NFL and advising the NFL from preventing. Future situations in which the league is distanced from its players, which is from um, uh, majority black, eighty five percent, I think. Yes. yeah, it's a yes. big percentage. So, so you're gonna see more togetherness there, hopefully. And, and, hopefully, it and, knows. Hopefully, no, 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 because we don't know what he's gonna do. No, I can't speak we on. We know does. the power of Hove, bro, bro, Hove could okay. bridge
1: the so, gap. So this generation of players that's in the league. Look up to hold. So, so so this this is my thing. I don't know what he's going to do. I want to hold. I always, when it first came out and people saying, oh, he a sellout. Or people saying, y'all just, you know, he's not a sellout. All I said was, I want to wait and see. Because we don't really know what he's going to do with this platform. I don't know. I do know that he manages the NFL for mm-hmm. performances and for his artists, et cetera, Super Bowl, et cetera, et cetera. And he's also in a social injustice commitment to help the NFL, you know, shine a light on it and change their ways. After after Jay... I don't Hope, know what he's going to do. I believe he's going to help
2: communities because the uh, a lot of the cities that are within the NFL have horrible communities attached to them. Like, we... we, They we, do. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, he's going to get... I believe that that's what this partnership is going to help. Now, how this is going to help Jay financially in the long run is this. When, when we see these players getting into trouble in the NFL and they need guidance, they need new management. The NFL, the NFL will now become the funnel system for rock nation sports. Anytime that they get in trouble, they're going to say, "Look, you need to change your image. You know, you you need to, you know, you need to focus on football. You know, Focus on your business and they're gonna start recommending
1: players to sign with Rock Nation sports. But still though, did like I'm going back to it. I don't know what this man gonna do. I wanna be in a wait and see. I'm hoping, I'm saying hopeful. I don't know what he's gonna do. I'm hoping that he can, you know, show the NFL the things that they did wrong and like I've said previously, like you just said. Hopefully, it's not another Colin Kaepernick situation because of Jay-Z signing to the NFL. But but like Jay-Z said, when are we going to come to a point where, okay, let's, like, I don't think it was a shot. Like he said, he's not trying to minimize the Colin Kaepernick situation. He's trying to maximize it by saying, let's not kneel no more. Let, let's do an action. And maybe this action, hopefully, whatever he does with the NFL, hopefully this action can show another light. Towards the NFL and social injustice. If if you if you or anybody
2: else out there believes that it's really a wait and see for Jay of 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 course we have to wait and see because the the, the deal is the the deal deal is just struck. I understand that, but what I'm saying is from the history in which we have. Let's just look over the last couple of deals. Besides dropping that classic album 444, he has we've gotten Meek out of jail. He's gotten. Not only the, 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 the charges, the trumped-up charges dropped on him, but he also is no longer on probation, thanks to Hov. He's also meeting and greeting with, with some of the upper echelons, as he's spoken on his last album. He's meeting with Robert Kraft to the world, you know what I'm saying, out there. So uh, we seeing Meek you know, hit a different level of his platform because uh, of, of the things that, that Jay helped him with. So we've a lot of people the,
1: say that's celebrity to celebrity, though. And, and that's what I don't get about But people. you got to you got to help.
2: See, Meek right now is the face of social injustice right now. Uh no. no. With what he's actually going like Colin Kaepernick is being blackballed, but we're not seeing Colin Kaepernick. Uh, Meek Mill has been being not only anybody that's a Meek Mill fan and listen to his music, know that Meek Mill has been getting blackballed for years.
1: Blackballed in what way?
2: By the state of uh, uh
1: Pennsylvania. You saying you saying you saying the as state as of Pennsylvania his, saying far as his probation. Yes, and not him being an artist. though. Yes,
2: first of all, he's already. I don't
1: think he's think already we,
2: changed his image to the to the point where he shouldn't even be on probation. I think, I think
1: Meek. What is your kind and we kind of and we kind of go. Some shit he did years ago. I, don't I don't know, know, no. It was some like shit gun he did sharp- is, is, guns is, or is some shit? Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember. The first, remember. what he was on probation for the first time was some shit when he was a teenager. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, I don't think he's the de facto face of social injustice. I think social injustice plays part from our generations ago. I don't think he's the main face I'm, of social t- I'm, he, I'm, not, I'm not talking about even, of this generation. Not even of this generation. Not, not of all but time. But because I would say, I know you ain't saying all time. I'm just saying, I can think of. I, I would say Colin Kaepernick more than him because Colin Kaepernick actually getting blackballed for his, for his job. Meek Mill's still able to make millions Colin of dollars. Colin Kaepernick was a backup quarterback, bro. I, I understand that, but it's a lot of niggas who was backup quarterbacks that are trash, that are in a league. Listen, that, that that's in the league, and I feel like he's more of a social activism, you know, act- activism, a social activist, this per se a Meek Mill because he he ain't got a job. Meek Mill's still doing his job. Meek Mill still getting millions of dollars to rap.
2: Listen, 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 people. When and this is uh, across sports. When you got when you are a bench player, people expect and when and, and and when I say expect, it's because you're not playing. People expect and and determine and think that those players will be seen and not hurt, just like children, right? So when the player that's the 14th, the, the the 12th man on your team is getting more attention than your star players, when it becomes uh, not about football, y'all got to understand why a team don't want to bring Colin Kaepernick in. It's not just about blackballing him. It's about, look, we're trying to build a team and and put the team in our young player's hands or this player's hands, and you're going to cause so much controversy, it's not even going to be about football no more. Now, imagine Colin Kaepernick going to a young team in the NFL right now that don't have a quarterback. Hold on. And especially a team, like, for example, if you drop Colin Kaepernick on the Buffalo Bills, Buffalo automatically is headlining stories on SportsCenter.
1: That's. This is not a. I we would consider, not hear about I this. I want to consider. I want to consider this a distraction or a controversy because it's nothing. It's nothing illegal or even. It's something to bring awareness. It's not like he. Like I said, twenty minutes ago. Like I said twenty minutes ago. He's not a rapist. He's not a racist. He's not a dope head. He's not beating women. These dudes play for the NFL teams now. It's dudes like that now that play for NFL teams. I understand what you're saying as far as a distraction, but it's not it's not considered a distraction. Like I wouldn't consider that as a distraction as an owner. I'd be like, well, shit, I mean I, I bring your social awareness to it, light. That's so,
2: not a distraction per se. So from a from like, a from a distraction perspective i compare this to Michael Vick's situation. When Michael Vick was getting out of jail, Michael Vick was the most polarized... Listen to what I'm saying. He was the most polarizing backup quarterback in the league. They were putting cameras on him as Donovan McNabb's backup to just see like what he's doing, how he's moving during the games. If he goes... if Okay, so I just spoke on... If, if you add Colin Kaepernick to a team, a trash team that no one is talking about right now, let's say he become goes to Buffalo. They're automatically making headlines because they picked up Colin Kaepernick. That will be the funnel of their news stories because they're a seller-dweller team, so, so, a trash so, team. So, so
1: Michael Vick...
2: If you add him to an established hold on, hold on, hold on. team, like they did Michael Vick, Michael, he became... Donovan McNabb's backup. So let's just say you add him to a team where he's going to be an established star's backup, like uh, Pittsburgh, Colin Kaepernick to Pittsburgh, right? They going to have cameras on him during the game to see if he's going to be kneeling to, you know what I'm saying?
1: Shit like that, bro. It, Bro, Michael Vick went to jail for fighting dogs. He was just coming out of prison and they gave him a job. You know what I mean? Like, Kyle Kaepernick, all he did was bring social awareness. That's not considered but, but, but a distraction. But here's the difference: in my, the difference in those like, two that, situations is totally different. The difference that, in the, on, the difference on, in those hold on, two. Hold on, I let you speak. Hold on. The only the only difference the only the only the thing is when you got a polarizing backup. Period. That's what the NFL go do. When you got a starter who's playing crappy and you got a backup who's already an established player, NFL cameras do that a lot. Hell, they did it with Josh McCown when he was a backup. They did it a lot with him. You see what I'm saying? Like, they did it a lot with him. So it's like, I don't consider that a negative distraction. It, I think it's a lot of different types of distractions. It's a positive and a negative distraction. Like, great teams get positive distractions from the media. Like, they always, there. the media. Warriors. Let's just talk about the Warriors. The Warriors always have media around. they there. you know, Patriots. Media is always around them. There's nothing really... Bad. Now you got bad Patriots, right? Media is around when they got caught cheating. Then you got, then you got, then you got bad Warriors when KD was, quote unquote, thinking about. Well, he did leave free agency. Bad distraction. So you got the good and bad distraction. I feel you. So since we talking about the NFL, man, let's get into our shits about the NFL. Season. We ain't talked about the NFL season. It's underway. We we in week two of the preseason, right? Correct. Uh, I, I want to touch on the dark horses. Like we go, we go, we go. Touch on some dark horses. You know what I mean? What team? I'm gonna give a team. You can give a team first, though. What team do you think, and player who could possibly win MVP, or and what team do you think, who maybe didn't make the playoffs, or who did make the playoffs, could take that next step?
2: Dark horse MVP, and when, I, when I'm thinking of dark horse, I'm I hope thinking. you don't say the
1: same player as me. Go ahead. I think we have the same
2: I, guy. When, when I'm thinking of dark horse, I'm thinking of a player that nobody. Is, is in fully position okay. to get the award, but nobody is talking about him. Um, he's never made a Pro Bowl before. He's, you know what I'm saying, it's totally under the radar. We're about to see this player take a, a, a complete next level step in his career. My pick is gonna be Deshaun Watson. I hate
1: you.
2: I hate. I hate you. Now I gotta pick somebody different. I hate you. I feel I hate like, you, bro. Did
1: he make the Pro Bowl
0: last
2: year? Uh, he might. Uh, it might be. So correct me if I'm wrong. With that. No, he might have got his first Pro Bowl maybe last year. But as far as let's keep it a buck. As far as being the upper echelon, a top five. If you consider him a top quarterback. You got him in the bottom half of your top 10 or maybe at the early part of your top 15. So, he got one Pro Bowl last year. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, now, and what's got me playing into that is the division. We, we you know, um, his division. That division going to be sneaky, bro. We got, we got the Texans. We got the Titans. We got the Colts. And we got... The Jaguars.
1: Jaguars. All can make the playoffs. I disagree. Bro, oh, hold on, hold on. Titans was decent last year. They had a couple injuries that kind of, they was playing good. They was. Colts are going to be better now. Andrew Luck, get healthy, my homie. Like, get healthy. You've yep. been having these nagging little injuries. Get healthy. Don't play this preseason. Get healthy. They can go to the playoffs. They can be a sneaky good team. Right, right. But we go. The Jags got Nick Foles. They, they, they nice. We gonna definitely get to the
2: AFC. Uh, what was it? That? That's the AFC South on yeah, their time. Yeah, that's the South. Yeah, but um, yeah. So, but my award winner though, my MVP pick. If I had to um, pick a player, Deshaun Watson. Today, I'm, I mean, no, that's my dark horse. That's your dark horse. That's, so, that's my dark horse. So you you don't think you're going to win it, though? No, nah, I don't think you're okay. going to win okay. it. If I got to put my money on the line with a particular player, I would have to go with um, the bad man that he is, Aaron Rodgers. I just feel like he he's being counted out. He's in a new system. He's got a lot of pressure as far as um, new changes. This is his second head coach ever, um, and he's so late in his career. And And I, I just believe that uh, he's going to have um, a, a crazy season. I just want to let you all know he had 35 touchdowns and two interceptions, and they called this a down year.
1: So Aaron Rodgers is a dog. So my dark horse, I thought dark horse, we was going to try to say he was going to be the MVP. But now I got to get two. So my dark horse for the MVP. Man, dark horse for the MVP. I'm going to go to my home team, my favorite team. And I don't care what none of y'all say. If Zeke play all 16 games, I'm going Zeke. I said it. I'm going Ezekiel Elliott to win. Possibly. Win MVP if he plays all 60 games. If he missed two games, I'm not going Zeke. Just I'm not going Zeke. But if he plays all 16 games, I think Zeke will have a brick year. Offensive line. They got Cooper for a whole full year. Now they got Randall Cobb. So they got pieces. Now they can't put eight in the box. You guys still got Dak Prescott. We're gonna touch on the Cowboys later. They do got a little trouble. But if he if they if he signs this contract, comes on, play all 16 games. I think Zeke can win. MVP. That's my dark horse.
2: Right, right, right. So, breaking news. So, Phillip Rivers has decided to play out the final year of his contract. Now, with that, it's so much to unpack as far as the future of the Chargers because oh, they give we've charge. already seen that Melvin Gordon has demanded a trade. So, now we have a running back demanding a trade. You start running back You've got your franchise quarterback, who let's just say, if Phillip Rivers plays out this year and he goes into free agency, he's going to get the bag as a even as a even as an elder stakesman in this league, he's going to get the bag because he's uh, so much of an improvement over other players. How much would you pay him?
1: He's about uh, he's about what, 37, thirty seven. He's a thirty seven year old quarterback. Now the Chargers go keep him because they already said that they want to sign him to a new deal. So if, they go keep him.
2: If I'm if I'm the Chargers or any other team, I'm looking to get him in on a, probably like a three year deal, and um, I wouldn't mind paying him twenty to twenty
1: five million dollars a year. I think the Chargers go give him thirty a year. I really do for some reason. I think they go give him a bye bye pardon gift. Here go two years. Maybe close like you said, twenty-five ish, thirty. I think they, that's what they gonna do. They gonna resign him. He's not going nowhere. He ain't going nowhere. He he invested all that time with San Diego. San Diego has no backup that I know of. I don't do you know Geno Smith is the backup still, right? But here's the thing, they, bro. Come on, bro, they here's
2: the thing though, bro. They're not letting him go. It will allow, retire the charger. It will allow Phillip Rivers to do a power move. See, either they're gonna be getting someone in. So he going to play out this contract and now at the deadline, they're going to be making trades to try to get players to come in to appease Phillip Rivers to sign a long-term deal. Or he's going to become a free agent and he's going to have a similar situation to a lower level degree, as we just saw Kawhi Leonard doing basketball, in which, look, I'm going to the the team that's built built up. And I guess the the best way to say it would be similar to a paid Manning situation. Paid Manning became a free agent, uh, and he was, a, you know, he could choose his team, and he went to the best uh, situation and was able to get a championship out of it. So I think Phillip Rivers uh, could get his ring chase on if uh, the season don't pan out too well.
1: Yeah, so back to my uh, MVP talk. That was cool with Philip Rivers. Like I said, I think he's gonna stay a Charger. I do too. Yeah, he's gonna stay a Charger. But back uh, to my MVP talk. Um, I gave you my dark horse, which was Ezekiel Elliott. I think the Cowboys gonna take the next step if he plays all 16 games. Now, if he don't play all 16 games, the MVP I got, I think. Ooh, this is hard. Because I think this NFL kind of has a lot of parity to the NBA. We don't really... The NFL is wide open. Mm. Do you agree with me? It's wide open this year. Like, I can't think of really two. It's much. always wide open because of the season. Do you think so?
2: Yeah, it's never a year where we got defeated. But we always think the Patriots go go. Well, that's because of now, the... Now the, we don't know. That's because of the trashness of the division. Well, um, they... Speaking they, of divisions... They, they,
1: division, I, they division is different from their conference, but... Right. Back to the like... Uh, they they played in the trashiest division in the entire league. Yeah, but back to my MVP statement, I think I'm going to probably go with... I, you know what? I, I really see Cam having a good season. I really do. I really think Cam going to have a good season. I think the Panthers going to be a sneaky good. I think he can get a lot of rushing yards on the ground. They added some weapons. They got Curtis Samuel at wide receiver. And, you know, he, he's a speedster. I, I really think... Cam Newton got a good shot at possibly uh, regaining, you know, coming off a so- shoulder injury, regaining that, that MVP talk. If he won another MVP, that'd be crazy. I'm going to go with another long shot. I'm going to go with Cam Newton to win MVP. So Cam is your pick. And- Dark Horse Ezekiel Elliott. Right, right, right.
2: All right. Uh, so let's get into the division previews, man. Like we've been talking about these. Let's break these. Divisions down. If you don't mind, you know, let's start with the AFC North. Um, of course, my favorite team is the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, you got the Pittsburgh Steelers. You got the um, Cincinnati Bengals. And then you got the the hype machine of the offseason, without a shadow of a doubt. You got the Cleveland Browns. How do you see this division playing out before I speak my Biased love for yeah, my team.
1: You're biased because you really think the Ravens going to the playoffs. Um, I got, I got, oh, I got the Browns. I, you know what, I'm gonna try to guess their records. I, I haven't really looked at each team's schedule yet, so I'm gonna just uh say on paper looking at their teams because I've seen all the roster moves and I got the Browns winning the division. Right, I got the Steelers being in second, Ravens in third. And then Bengals as last because the Bengals look pathetic again. AJ Green's hurt; they just look pathetic again. But yeah, I got the Browns on paper. The Browns got the best team in that division. I think they could go like ten and five ish. You know, I think they could go ten and five and win that division. I think the Steelers can go like you know they gonna be a close second too. The Steelers and Browns gonna be fighting. I think for that division title. For the AFC North.
2: All right, so for me, myself, personally, um, I'm going to start out at the bottom. Number four, we got the Cincinnati Bengals. This is going to be America's News punching bag. We're going to be beating the shit out of them all year round. All of these teams are going to be pouncing on them. I actually see them going 0 for 6 in a division. They're going to get their ass kicked this year. Then, I'm going to shock the world here, and I'm going to say the, uh, the, the Cleveland Browns are going to get off to a... Rocky start, which will be tumultuous all season. This is going to be the hype machine, similar to the Philadelphia Eagles' dream team, in my opinion. This roster is amazing. It's smacking on paper, but it's not about to come together the way that people uh, think it is. And here's why: my two and my one. The 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 veteran leadership, the the stability. In the locker room, in the organizations of my two teams, which I'm going with, number two is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers in that division, and the number one team is going to be the reigning division champs, the Baltimore Ravens, because we're going to build a team <laughs> from from the draft, like just like we always have. So been. you saying they gonna win the division
1: this year? Yes, sir. Bro, you' been biased as fuck. <laughs> which is cool because I'm a Cowboys fan, so I understand, bro. This name me. Name this, this
2: division, this division uh, won't have like a team that, that's going to win a lot of games because it's going to be so spread out. So we're we're talking about. I'm talking about a nine to ten
1: win division winner. I just picked the Browns to win ten and five. Yeah, to win that division, right? Yeah. That's what I said. On paper, I can see them. I looked at now. I looked at their schedule. I think they can go ten and five if healthy. If somebody get hurt, I you know I don't know if Baker Mayfield go down then everything changes, right? My thing is, the Ravens... Okay, I like Lamar Jackson. So, if y'all, you know, me and my homie, we have these private discussions. I told you right? how many times I've liked Lamar Jackson. I said y'all got a steal at the end of the draft, and I said I was jealous that y'all got Lamar Jackson when y'all drafted him. I was, because in college, he was killing. He exciting. He's exciting. This generation, he can be. I'm not going to call him that. He can be this generation as far as electrifying on the field, Michael Vick, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so like... My thing is, though, with the Ravens, they don't have a great team. They got decent players, but they don't have a great team. That offense isn't all that. We don't know how his offensive weapons going to be outside of Mark Ingram. You got Goodwin, the rookie wide receiver, but we don't know how good he's going to be until we see him in the NFL, right? Right. We Y'all just lost y'all best cornerback and mm-hmm. Tavon Young. Y'all just lost him today. Right. right. he, he, he I, I don't know if he tore something in his knee or hamstring something. He's out for the year. Right. Bro, y'all in that building stage. Now, I respect Baltimore organization. Y'all got, look, I know I talk shit to you because you my boy about Baltimore, but let, let, I'm going to be honest for once. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to st- stop talking out of my ass for once and be honest. Baltimore probably got one of the best organizations in the NFL. I know we do. Right, right. Okay. I, I like y'all organization, right? Because of my two more organization, right? Mm-hmm. Cowboys. But anyway, I I just think y'all don't have the pieces. Y'all grow, Y'all growing. Y'all growing the pieces. Y'all got Earl Thomas, who y'all overpaid. Y'all overpaid for him. He even said it. He was like, <laughs> he was like, I was going to join the Cowboys on the one-year deal, but Baltimore came out. Boom. Hit me with this. He, he didn't even, he was shocked that he got that deal. Y'all overpaid for him. Y'all, y'all, y'all lost a couple. Y'all lost C.J. Mosley. He played for the Jets, right? That was y'all inside linebacker,
2: bro. Y'all, y'all got my, y'all got Mark Ingram. I mean, bro, cool. Bro, I mean, bro. cool. Here's the one thing I'm gonna tell you about the Ravens. Hey, on paper, y'all don't look that good. Let me let me tell you about the Ravens real quick. Okay, so no matter who you say we lose, we lost our guys. There are there are guys. These are guys that we drafted, that we built up, that they're just too expensive for us now. Because of how we're building, because we know we want to correctly use our cap space. A lot of teams out there they get a raw player at a position and they'll overpay that position because we've never had an all-time linebacker or we've never had an all-time pass rusher. So they'll pay them even though. But y'all did that this year. Y'all overpaid for Earl Thomas. Let's keep it a butt. Y'all overpaid for him. Look through the history of the Ravens. We don't we don't go to free agency for our players. Um. Too often, it's a new regime. So, uh, it is. It's. 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 It's not a new regime. Ozzy there. I see no Newsom is not there no more. But we promote it from within. We didn't go out and hire. That's no, another. I get you. That's I get another you. thing that I want to I tell you about you. my organization. So even though Ozzy built the the direction of the organization, the dream of the organization. So now we promote it from within we we still going to carry on Ozzy's vision. It's still two different
1: people. Okay, so it is two different still, people, still, but
2: different when you people. come from the tree, I feel you. just like that's why that's why you always hear Bill Belichick and Nick Saban being compared to each other because
1: they're from the same coaching tree. But Bill Bill Belichick coaching tree really, we'll have to see what what the dude in Miami do. I forgot his name. He's the new coach in Miami. He's he was the defensive coordinator for Bill Belichick. For the Patriots, he's the head coach for the Panthers now. I forgot his name. Yeah, I mean, not Panthers. I'm sorry. For Miami Dolphins, I have to see what he do. I have to see what the Lions coach do. I forgot his name. Matt Patricia. Okay, I have to see what he has to do. But we his we tree, tri- his tree ain't been that good.
2: Charlie Weiss. First of all, it's, it's, it's bro, bro. It's because they go to situations that are cellar dwellers themselves, and they try to rebuild. it When Charlie Weiss went to Notre Dame. They were them. they yeah. were Notre Dame by the name. They weren't Notre Dame by the game anymore. He brought them back a little bit. Just yes. A, just a tad bit. He yes. And then yeah, when Rich
1: Rodriguez got there. Was it Chip Kelly or Rich Rodriguez? Uh, that was. Uh, um, Chip didn't coach. He coached Oregon. Then where else he coached? 49ers. Then he went back, right? Yeah. I can't remember what school. I want to say Notre Dame, but I'm I'm wrong. I think Rich Rod was there. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Go ahead. I'm but wrong. but but My uh,
2: fault. Yeah, so Romeo Cornell, he took over the Browns. And the Browns have always been historically trash, and that's why I don't like people getting on this bandwagon about how Browns good ain't never Browns had will be this, good time. this
1: year. Browns ain't never had this talent. Browns ain't never had this talent. I'm going to repeat it another time. Browns ain't never had this talent. Like, across the board. Across the
2: board. That's cool. The guys that they're paying the big bucks to, are they leaders? That's no. Not, that's not true, so Baker Mayfield. So Baker Mayfield. He not. I mean, he getting he getting big bucks on a rookie deal. No, no, no listen, listen. It's still a
1: structured contract. Money. You said this numerous times. Money don't mean you're the leader. People don't look at leaders like that. Like a leader can be a person who probably don't even play that much, or it could be a defender. Who are you calling Who's the leader? leader on this team? I don't know. I gotta see, but I always That's call the quarterback. I-, I always call the quarterback the leader first. So if I have to look at Baker Mayfield, and how he played last year and how he played with emotion, bro, he he's gonna be good. Hey. Baker Mayfield, okay. So who better? Cause you picked the Ravens. Who better, Lamar Jackson or Baker Mayfield?
2: Um, as far as the the prospecting of quarterback, so if you it's it's, it's about what you prefer. I
1: personally, I, it ain't about what you prefer because they both kind of. Lamar can't throw as good as Becker Mayfield, but Becker Mayfield that's, can run. That's why he might be ain't as elusive. That's why that's why it's
2: about what you prefer. Because even though they both can do both, um uh, Lamar Jackson is a uh He's a, a learning a, passer. Yeah, yeah, he's a learning passer. He's a scrambling quarterback. And he gonna. but what I like about him is he's gonna strap the team on his back and go for it if you need to go for it. Baker Mayfield, he's more of a passer that will sometimes scramble, but his his bread and
1: butter is going to be in that pocket. Right. So my thing is, who's better? Because who would you take? You on the draft right now. Who would you take? Baker Mayfield, because they both young. They're both young. Yeah, but you, Who would you, you comparing take? You're comparing a pocket quarterback
2: to a scrambler quarterback. It depends on what Lamar Jackson year I'm getting, just like it is with Cam Newton. Cam Newton is one of the best players in the league, but are we getting eight Russian TDs, Cam Newton? Because if I'm getting eight Russian TDs, Cam Newton, now I got one of the best players in the league, period. Bro, just ask But if, if So it depends, on,
1: <laughs> it depends on how great of a season Lamar the Jackson is having. Answer the question, though. Like, who's better? Like, if you ask me who's better, Chris, Aaron Rodgers or Cam Newton, I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers. I don't give a fuck who scramble or who don't. I'm looking at the player. Who's better? Lamar Jackson is going to have a better career.
2: So you would drive Lamar Jackson over Baker Mayfield? That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying Lamar Jackson gonna have a better career. If he has a better... I'm saying Lamar Jackson is going to have a better career because he's in a better situation now. If he would've got drafted, how was he in a better situation? If he would've got,
1: because he's on the he Ravens and he's on the Browns. The Browns have been historically bad managed. Histor- bro, it's been a lot of teams have been historically bad, bad managed, management. managed, managed. bad. They don't look bad managed right now. They making good moves on paper. On, pa- bro, on bro. paper, they making good moves. They have a way better team on paper than the Baltimore. Let me, Ravens. Ask, you, let me ask you this: how is he in? The, wait, wait, wait. How is he in a better situation? I'm, I'm gonna tell you.
2: This, I'm gonna tell you. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna tell you this. And you've been watching football a long time. Yeah. In the in the history of the football that you've been watching, have you ever seen a superstar team put together, or what will people would be considered a superstar team on paper, being led by a rookie head coach? Go. I'm gonna tell you about the bad management I'm seeing, bro. Bro, this the thing.
1: So, I feel like didn't he coach last year when they fired the coach? Did he coach the last few games? I might be wrong, but I think he did. I'm not 100 percent sure. Is
2: Tom Coughlin a Hall of Famer to you? Yes. Odell didn't listen.
1: Is McAdoo a good coach to this you? The th- this Is he this- a good hold coach on, hold on, hold on. to you? No. I don't think he's a good no. coach. This the thing. This the thing with Tom Coughlin. You saying Odell he ain't listening didn't listen to him listen. either. This the thing. He got traded to a team that he has now. I think this plays a big role with players. Him and Jarvis Landry are very close. They played on LSU together. Hear me out. They played on LSU together. He wanted to get traded. He wanted to leave New York. Now that he's in Cleveland with a team around him, they hold on, they got Kareem Hunt coming back. They got Nick Chubb, who ran for 1,000 yards in a shortened season. They got a great team. They got a decent Bro. defense. Bro, bro, you. I think I think you're trying to reach to to say Kareem Hunt
2: won't be back till week nine. They still I, got Nick Chubb. I, 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 he's hey. a, he's a good running back. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm trying to say is, bro, is that this team is going to rely on a superstar wide receiver because he is the best player on the team. Just so y'all don't get it confused about what I'm saying. Odell is raw, top five wide receiver, the best player on the Browns, but he is the undisputed. Leader now, as far as the bag that you're getting paid,
1: we're looking He's at you leader, bro. to lead. They look at him to, 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 to lead by example. Lead by, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That's, a, go, that's a leader, though. He go, Yeah, that's a leader, but at the same time, I think it's players on that team that's a little bit more vocal and a little bit more leadership-like. They looking for him to produce. So, like, lead by example don't mean, like, they just looking for him to stay out of... Don't do no crazy shit by fighting the fucking net on the side on the fucking sideline, right. number one. Like, just play the game. Get your 80 to 90 to 100 catches, whatever the case may be. 1,000-plus receiving yards, 7-plus touchdowns. Stay out of trouble. Do your job. I think it's other players on that team who's going to help them lead. Now, do you even want to waste time on the fucking Bengals?
2: Oh, um. Bro, they, the Bengals are going to get destroyed. I already said about, <laughs> what, what I had to oh, say myself. about that. they're going, they going yes. 0 for 6 in that division. Oh, my God. They're they going to get destroyed no, no, this no, no. year. No, no, no. They're going to have one lucky oh, win. Bro, bro, bro. They're going to be in contention for the number one pick in the league. <laughs> Let's call it what it is, hey, bro. Hey,
1: man, we going to hit y'all back up with some more division talk after this quick break. What's up, what's up, what's up? Let's get back into it. We just left from talking about the AFC North. Now let's get into another division in the NFL. And we go get into the NFC East. My Dallas Cowboys. Zeke Zeke. Cooper. Dak. 2019 triplets, Troy Aikman. Michael Irvin. Emmett Smith. Our version. My kids' version, I guess, since I'm almost 30. You know what? I'm, I'm going to talk about my division. My, well... My Cowboys division first, you know my Cowboys. This is how I got it planned out. Fuck all you. First of all, fuck all you Cowboys haters. I see all the memes y'all be tagging me in. I see it all. But when we come into the playoffs and possibly win a Super Bowl, y'all go be talking. So y'all, what y'all gonna say then? What y'all gonna say then? Of course, I got the Cowboys winning the NFC East. I got them winning at possibly eleven and four, 10 and five, looking at paper. If if Zeke comes back. If he don't come back, yeah, we won a couple games without him when he was suspended with Alpha Morris. He ran for almost, uh, I think he ran for eight hundred to nine hundred yards that year, six to seven touchdowns. We have top three, top five best offensive linemen. We have a top ten defense. We got we got some problems with signing, but Dak ain't sitting out, mind you. Dak is three and one versus Carson Wentz, three and one, and his numbers are better. And I can shoot the numbers after you get your sh- shit off unless you want me to do it now but i could definitely shoot the numbers that Carson Wentz i mean that Dak Prescott is better than Carson Wentz i could uh, you don't mind me shooting the numbers out hey, hey so it's your time deliver- to shine so, hey, hey it's the cowboys time to shine Talk about- it's the cowboys time to shine i'm glad the sun is it's shining the cow- in their direction <laughs> so for the first time in 20 years so so win. oh asshole but <laughs> the win <laughs> the win percentage Dak Prescott 66 Percent Wentz 57. Total QBR. Dak Prescott 68. Carson Wentz, 62. Touchdown to interception ratios. Dak 67 to 25 interceptions. Carson 70 to 28. Complete completed percentage 60% for Dak, 64 for Wentz. And he's 3-1 versus Carson Wentz. And he got more playoff wins. Carson Wentz is 0-0 and let a backup win a Super Bowl over him.
2: I mean, I mean, he was he was injured. There's he was injured,
1: here. and Nick Foles... Niggas wanted Nick Foles to play over him. It's nothing that
2: he could do about being injured.
1: I mean, he seemed like he'd get injured around the time they need him the most. Band-Aid, he, man. Band-Aid, he, man. He, first of all, he's only been in the league, what, three years, four years? He's been in... Uh, not as long. I think who got in the draft first, him or Dak? I want to say... He was before Dak.
2: Yeah, he was the so, second pick in the draft. Right? No, I'm, I'm saying, saying no, I'm
1: not saying as far as pickings. I'm saying year wise. I think he was drafted before Dak. I might be wrong. I'm not 100 percent sure. If you want yeah, to look it drafted.
2: up, you want to look it up. Let me know. Yeah, Goff and Wentz was in the same draft, okay. and um, Dak, Dak was, was in the draft with uh, with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, with with Ramsey, with with Jalen Ramsey, Zeke. And yeah, yeah. It was all in that same yeah, draft. Yeah.
1: So. On, on the on wider span, Dak has been playing better than him, right? So of course I got. Let me go back to my predictions. I got the Cowboys, like I said, eleven and four. If Zeke don't play, I got them at ten and five, maybe nine and seven. I do got them winning the division because I feel like they got the best defense in the division, and I feel like they got the best overall team. Then of course I got the Eagles coming in at you know nine and seven to ten and five. Then I got the Redskins at seven and nine. And who gives a fuck about the Giants? they go going to go like, what, fucking, if I had to guess, shit, i give them six wins, maybe. So, six and ten, maybe. I'll give them six games. They're going to be, you know, bottom dwellers, like you like to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going to be fucking trash. She's going to be Saquon, Saquon, and that's it. Mm-hmm. They're going to be trash. So, then my predictions. You know how I feel about Zeke. I said Zeke got a possibility of winning MVP if, he gets on board. Mm-hmm. I think he gonna have a big season. Mm-hmm. Big season. Mm-hmm. I think I think mm-hmm. good things coming. I think good things coming for my Cowboys. I hear you. I hear you. Jalen Smith, Vander Esch, Brian, you know, we got Brian Jones. You, Woo! You, we we you, killing out there. You're you, you really excited over
2: there, but let me Woo! say this. So, this is how I see the division going. So, hate man,
1: hate man. Um, Here you go.
2: I'm gonna start <laughs> off at, at the number four spot as I did with the last division. I'm gonna start off with Saquon Barkley and the New York Giants. I believe they are at the bottom just because they need to surround Saquon with more talent. Saquon um is one of the best players in the game already already in the second season. Uh we're talking about a guy that's going to be perennially in the discussion for the Russian champ um in the league. He's going he's you know, he's one of the best running backs. If you play fantasy football, he's going to be one of the top picks in the draft. Um and um This guy, I believe, is going to have a type of season this year where he's going to change the discussion on how we do MVP because he's going to have one of the all-time best seasons for a player that will not be even close to making the playoffs, and he's going to change the discussion. He will not be the MVP, but he will be in highly contention for a guy that's only going to win probably about four or five
1: games at tops. Yeah, six is my. We talking about Saquon, right? Six yeah, six is Saquon. my. Six is my. I like, got him
2: winning about by about four or five games, but yeah. I got him having probably a far more phenomenal monster year than you probably think he's. Yeah, winning. I, I
1: think I think um, I think they go. And I, I'm tr- I'm sorry for cutting you off, bro, but I'm I'm gonna get my shits off about Saquon. I just think that team is so bad. Like he literally has no wide receiver to help him take it off the top. I do think he to have good numbers. I think he go have like a thousand plus rushing yards, six hundred plus receiving yards, but I just don't think it's gonna be as big as. What you saying now the the reason why I have
2: the Redskins at three, let me make it clear, I don't think they're gonna be definitive third best team over the Giants. I just think they're gonna end with the better record um they've they've got um Adrian Peterson at the running back position they've got uh more of a running back by committee, but they've got a p leading the the running back group um and you're going, uh, you're going to start out with Case Keenum. You're going to eventually transfer over to Dwayne Haskins. Now, with the Giants situation, you're starting out with Eli Manning, and you're going to eventually transfer into Daniel Jones. So, with that situation, out of the four quarterbacks uh, doing the transferring, um, I'm going to rank, uh, and this is right now. Do you want me to rank mine after yours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm pretty yeah. sure it's gonna be. This gonna is right now, people. I'm ranking. Um, I believe that Dwayne Haskins is the best quarterback between the four of them right now. Rookies? Uh, no, no, no. Out of the four player, the the two quarterbacks for the Redskins and the two okay, quarterbacks sorry, for the Giants. Yeah, yeah. Agree. So agree, agree. Dwayne agree. Haskins is the best player. Better um, than Eli right now. Eli is over the hill. He has been for the past two seasons. He's keeping his job for namesake for legacy because he's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback and he's going to be. Definitely a ring of honor player, but he's a hall of fame quarterback. So Lucky he, that's yeah, why he's he, that's why he got his spot. So I'm ranking at Dwayne Haskins, then I'm going Daniel Jones, Eli Manning, then Case Keenum. Um if you disagree, I'm sorry. Case Keenum has never <laughs> been apologize. Case Keenum has never been anything. He's a filler. He's gonna have this Redskins job, and I'm gonna say it's gonna transfer over to Dwayne Haskins, <laughs> yeah. probably by before the
1: trade deadline. And that's, the trade deadline is week six, people. So, like, so, yeah, he's more like Josh McCown who will come in. He'll surprise you for a couple weeks. Then he'll kind of simmer down to his regular self. Right? Like, he'll give you two great – Case kingdom. I'm speaking on. He'll right. give you two, two great weeks, and it's like, boom. But I, it's I, I don't be a, disagree with that, so I'm not going to even rank miles because
2: I, I don't disagree with that. It's going to be a solid transition for – the reason why I say is going to have high numbers is because uh, he's going to be getting a lot of touches, not only rushing the ball, but – Eli Manning's arm isn't as strong as what he is, so he's going to be doing a lot of checkdowns, and he's going to be getting it to Saquon. And then if they start losing and when they start losing, uh, they're going to make the switch and go to Daniel Jones, who's a rookie, inexperienced quarterback, and guess what he's going to need to do? Check the ball down. So it's not going to change his touches. While on the flip side, for the Redskins, you're going from a Case Keenum, who's an established pro, even though he isn't all that, he's still an established pro, to... So he's going to be able to have more right away looks than Dwayne Haskins, even though Dwayne Haskins is the best player between the four of them. It's more so with him, he needs to get seasoned, which I believe he will because he's going to play early. He got Adrian Peterson. Right. Then that brings me to now that we've got, you know, through the bottom, which uh, basically. Do my whole soliloquy there, three and four is very flip-floppish, but if I had to pick a team to come out as three, it's going to be the Redskins, Giants and four. My two top teams is going to be number two, the Dallas Cowboys in that division. I got Dallas two because Dallas has all the pieces, but the problem is Dallas has all had all the pieces for several years
1: now. Um they never had all the pieces they, for several years. They they, they that's a lie. Uh, and I'm a Cowboys fan, so I can uh, I can get the shit off. Like yeah, they yeah, never had but, but they me, never had a team like let this, me, let me say why defense I, and offense.
2: I feel like they've had all the, 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 the uh the pieces for the last couple of years. The only player that they've added uh over the past year is uh is Amari Cooper. They've had the defenders, the Van
1: Eschers, you know what I'm that's saying? That's not true. Van Vander Esch was a Rookie last year. Now, hear me out. Rookie last year. Remember when we went to the draft and I said, draft Jalen Smith because right. he's going to be a dog. He was injured. Now he came back. Now he's playing more. And he's you know considered one of the top young linebackers in the game. So that team was building. Now they're all together. You got Byron Jones, who's up and coming cornerback slash safety. That team was building. They never the, the Cowboys' allure is always their history. Like I'm gonna keep it a book because I'm a Cowboys fan, right? So they allure was mainly their history. Oh, I know. But 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 when it comes to overall team, as far as you looking at the overall team, and then Tony Romo never had a defense like this. Never. They they teams was mainly built on the offensive side of the football. Uh- that's I, what I'm saying. They got the they got a complete team. Like I hear a complete you, team, but bro. I gotta I gotta I gotta talk about what I
2: see. They've they've had Ezekiel Elliott. They've they made a mistake the year when he was going through the legal situation and they wanted to sit him yeah, and was play dumb. him. And yeah, dude, that was. They should have said,
1: "Hey, sit your ass down. Sit
2: down. Yeah, you need to learn from this. They could have went running back yeah. by committee and got because because had like a yeah. yards rushing, bro, But, then, yeah. but playing with it. Uh, compromised Ezekiel Elliott all season and eventually hurt them in the long run. So that's why I pointed at Dallas and I say things like they don't have great leadership because that was a situation for Jerry Jones to prove to be the Hall of Famer that he is in the Hall of Fame for by saying, hey. Wow, you spoke highly of Jerry Jones. We going no, it's, it's, it's <laughs> not. He is a Hall of no, Famer. He is. No, he He is doesn't deserve to be a Hall of Famer oh, but he's now in you, there. Now you no, me. no, he's in oh. there. He deserves it, bro. He didn't orchestrate. What he's in there for is for being the owner of the team of the Cowboys when they won the three Super Bowls. He didn't orchestrate those teams, and he's yet to either be able to hire somebody to build it again or he's been able to
1: build it himself. So that's that's what owners do, though. That's what GMs and owners do. All GMs and owners. He is the GM, and he can't build a team. He's not the GM no more. Stefan, the son, is the GM now he made that clear that he is just a voice and they talk to each other. He's made it clear. Stephan is your team now. That's why we drafted offensive linemen when people told us not to. And I'm glad that Stephan said, hey, don't take Johnny Manziel. Let's take, you know, uh, uh, I think it was Tyron Smith. Mm-hmm. Let's take him. Let's not take Johnny Manziel. Great fucking move, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, this this is my thing about the Cowboys. I agree with you with the leadership. Who he hired, Jason Garrett. Come on, man. You on the clock, bro. Like you said, Jason, Just repeat what you told bro, bro,
2: me, bro. bro, 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 bro. Jason Garrett is beyond on the clock. He is his clock is is running with 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 no regard for human life. I don't understand how he's kept the job so long when he had like three or four straight seasons of eight and eight uh, with with Romo and that overrated era of Cowboys history. And then you go you get into to 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 Dak and Zeke. And you have a 13, he's been, he's
1: been 13 and three,
2: 13 and three with them because that's their oh. talent showing and catching the lead completely off guard. Zeke, um, is you know, he established in his rookie season, I am one of the best running backs in the game. And then these past two seasons, he's established that I am, in my opinion, um the best running back in the
1: game. So Zeke the best running back in the game? To yes, and the oh, only the
2: only challenge for the running back position in my eyes is Saquon Barkley. Um those other running Sa- Saquon
1: Bar- Barkley after one season better than Alvin Kamara? More upside. Yes. Upside, I'm just saying better. I, I would take Alvin Kamara right now. Right, right, right,
2: right, right. Well, I mean, I see I, what you're saying. No, I, I would take saying. Alvin Kamara right now too saying, because right. you got Drew Brees, so you got somebody that the defense has to absolutely respect. You know what I'm saying? But if we're talking about individual versus individual. If you traded right now straight up Alvin Kamara for Saquon Barkley, we're not talking about the Giants' future being as bright. Let's call it what it is. And we're talking about, if you put Saquon over there in New Orleans, we're talking about uh, uh, um, New Orleans being talked about as a straight Super Bowl contender.
1: Once you put Saquon over there no, in no, a straight-up no, trade. I, I see what you so mean. So he's a better I, player. I, I see what you mean. I think he, like you said, better upside. But I think that's them, them two guys. Because Alvin Kamara, a dog. Like, right. He's a dog. He, I think he catch. I, but his upside is what's making him the better player.
2: Because, like I, I said, you straight him straight up. I see what you're saying. Better than Le'Veon yeah. Bell? Yes, Le'Veon Bell. Look, look at look. Okay, they're in the same situation, as far no, no, as no, no, no. Jets got a better team, and no, no, no. And, and, and <laughs> that's not, but that, that's not helping you though. No, no, I'm just asking. That's the question. not helping I'm the cause. Okay, questions. so here's what I'm saying. They're in the same situation as far as this. They both got young quarterbacks. They both got a young receiving group. They both got the so, so young defenses. So I no, well that so. that. At best, if you gonna get if you gonna get your best out of either one of these groups, you're gonna get a group that's gonna surprise you. You're not gonna get a group that you like. Okay, I'm looking at this team and they gonna come in and they are gonna kill. No, just got a decent. The season. only they, they the both of these squads is built around a running back. The success of the running back. So, so Jets got a decent team. I would say, I would say, I was just asking the question. I'm throwing out. No, yeah, no, no. I'm, no, no, I'm, I'm, not, running I'm running answering. I'm if Le'Veon running. Bale or Saquon Barkley, God forbid, have an early season injury, we have a team in the running for the number one pick. That's how trash no, these no, no, teams no, no, are. No,
1: no, no. You're wrong about the Jets. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be completely honest. The Jets have way better talent than the Giants. Way better talent. Sam Darnold or Daniel Jones? I'm taking Sam Darnold. Roby Anderson, the wide receiver from the Jets, he had—I th- think he had a thousand yards of receiving last year. I'm taking him over any. I don't even know who's the receivers on the Giants. Name me a receiver on the Giants. The 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 <laughs> first of all, like, the Giants made a smart decision.
2: Now, when you say something as simple as who do you want, Sam Darnold or do you want Daniel Jones? It's really not that simple, and here's why: because they chose. They the 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 Giants I'm looking at the
1: players.
2: Uh, I know I understand it. I understand, that. but here's it was a package deal because here's why the Giants chose to have Saquon over um, Sam Darnold, and then and then we we're gonna draft Daniel Jones. So if you go back to the draft and they pass on Saquon, take Sam Darnold. Who they getting in this draft? You feel me? So they waited on the quarterback because this is a can't miss running but, back but, prospect. But,
1: but what I'm saying, I'm not. I'm not saying them not drafting them is nothing bad. What I'm saying is just play just looking at the player. I'm taking Sam Darnold over Daniel Jones. I'm pretty sure you is too. I'm taking the Jets, also who have Jameson Crowder, who used to play for the Redskins. He's way better than anybody on the Giants wide receiver and court. I would take CJ Mosley, inside linebacker, over anybody. On inside linebacker for the Giants, I couldn't even name you the inside linebacker, bro. Like that team is bad. So what I'm saying is, Le'Veon has is in a better situation. Cause you said same situation, nah, bro. Le'Veon in a better situation. I'm just throwing out running back names. I'm not disagreeing with you about Saquon. I'm just throwing out different names to see is he if you you know will say he's better than this person or that person. Like a Ty Gurley, is he better than Ty Gurley? You mean the Ty
2: Ty Gurley is raw. But you mean the guy that's losing got, time to a uh he, he, he's he, losing let's let's we gotta call it what it is. He, he's he's losing time to a role player running back who's had a few teams already. He was hurt. His knees.
1: He got he, he got, got arthritis. He got arthritis in his knees. So I'm just saying talent wise.
2: Okay. Is Ty Gurley better? As far as upside in the NFL, Saquon Barkley is top five amongst damn near any position. No, I agree. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just throwing talking out names. about a guy that's going to be superstar. He is Rock Nation's premier football athlete. So like we we not talking about just some guy. You I didn't say it. I no, didn't no, say no, was just know. I know. I know. I know. We right. not we, we we I'm just putting it out there for, for for the perspective of the audience. He's not just some some football player. This guy is going to be great. But let me let me break it down to the last team for this NFC East. The Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles, I got them at number one because they have a returning player similar to the Dallas Cowboys. But I believe that um, Deshaun Jackson will have more impact on the Philadelphia Eagles than Jason Whedon will have on the Dallas
1: Cowboys. Jason Witten, more of a leadership role. I know. Uh, Deshaun Jackson is still currently playing. Right, right, right. So, right. I think it's two different entities. Like, two right. different...
2: Things I want, but, but see, here's what it, like Jason Whitten is more leadership, but here's the thing about it. he's Coach on the field. What is he helping? He, he,
1: helping, he
2: helping. Let, let, let me go say ahead, this. What, what is he helping? And what I mean by that is, okay, so the real problem with, with Dallas as a team, as far as the negative attention is Ezekiel Elliott, but he's played with Ezekiel Elliott before. So he's not going to change Zeke because they're from two different eras. He is a he's a, a almost 40-year-old tight end and you're talking about a 25-year-old running back the, the the age gap the difference the racial cultural experience he's
1: not going to have that connection with so, that type of so player I don't think that he's there to control said Zeke I think he's there to help said Cowboys not one particular player he's there to be a coach on the field. He he's will. there to be a leader in a voice in the yeah. locker room because that team, we both disagree, me being a Cowboys fan, ain't no real quote-unquote leader. Now, Dak, as far as fourth-quarter comebacks, he's number one in the league yeah. in fourth-quarter comebacks. He can possibly take that that jump to be the leader, but right now they don't have an established leader on that team. Hey, I see so him having that's a- why Jason Witten is there. I he's not it. there for just Zeke.
2: He's there for the team. Right. I see him having his, you know, 40, 50 catches. Probably if about. that for probably about for
1: about mm, 500 four, yards. Four, five hundred yards. yards, yeah. If
2: that. Six hundred is pushing it. It is. It's it very is, much pushing it
1: no, it. no, no. I'm um, not disagreeing. He's not there for he not he's not there for 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 talent purposes. His talents is go be trying to help navigate the team. And that's all I'm that's saying, it. bro.
2: It's going to be certain games where DeSean, uh Jackson's play is
1: actually going to win but, a game but, for him. But, but, but what I'm saying is – He's going to be the difference. But what I'm saying is that's a bad comparison because one is still playing at a high level. One just came – just just uh, got off of retirement and came back into I, the league. I
2: understand all that. I'm just saying they both got comebacks. And with those comebacks – uh, I'm looking at the team. I'm looking at them, the player that they are, and what they're coming back to. And Deshaun Jackson's flat out is going to have a bigger impact as a comeback player to a former team. And like, no shade. If he,
1: stay, if he stay healthy, yeah. Yeah, and if then. He stay healthy, yeah.
2: So, you got Carson Wentz, who, you know what I'm saying, he has the most guaranteed money in the NFL. He's the highest paid guaranteed player in the NFL. Oh, my God. <laughs> and from a talent perspective, you understand why he got paid? No, I don't. Um, Wait, you said from a talent perspective? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, before he went down the first time, he was a quarterback on the cuffs of having an MVP-type year where he was going to come down to it and it was going to be about, mm, Did he win the MVP? No, of course he, not. He didn't win that year? Hell no. He I thought he won it. He, he went down play. in like week uh, 13. He right. And and then uh, that was the year when um, Foles took over and worn out. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And no, then, I, you know what? I'm just throwing salt in there. Then the very next year, he had a great year. He got injured at the tail end of the year all the same. And uh, Foles took them back to the playoffs. And they <laughs> won a playoff game before they lost. Foles is, is Foles better than Carson Wentz? Eagles fans, is Foles, Foles better than is great uh, than in that system. He was. If y'all forgot, Nick Foles replaced Michael Vick. He's had success with the Philadelphia Eagles before. The problem is he left and he was nothing because okay and then he came back and he was something again and guess what he did he left again And guess what he going to be
1: no 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 wait wait, Nothing. wait, wait, wait. you you tweaking cuz the jaguars is going to be a pretty good team and he's way better than Blake Bortles number 1 number 2 i think they go run the system geared to him a lot of rpos a lot of draws and all that shit i think they go do that for Nick Foles because if you're smart and I know this jumping off the subject, but if you are smart, I always figured like this, if you're a smart coach or a smart organization, you go draft players and put them in a position to win. You're not going to say, Hey, I always never understood this. When coaches draft a player and they be like, you're going to fit in my system. They better in a system for them. Reasons why I think that Patrick Mahomes do so well is because they took some plays from the Texas tech and said, you know what? This guy was doing great See, in that system.
2: You got me really wanting to get into the AFC South.
1: We not. We're we trying not, to I save it try, for another we, day.
2: We to save it, but but it, they're not going to be as good as you think they are. And I'm what? just going to leave it at that. Yeah, if you want to leave it at that, we, we can if leave if it at that. If you want to unpack it, we can unpack that motherfucker look, 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 like a suitcase. Look, 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 look. I'm bro, trying to
1: tell you, bro. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is Nick Foles needed that system. For him, and I believe when he left, a lot of teams wasn't playing to his strengths. But back to the NFC East before we, you know, before we close right. that. So they got the, they got
2: outside of okay, because Gronk is retired. So outside of Travis Kelsey, they've got the best tight end in the league. I feel like with with uh, um, he,
1: he top he top three, Erts top three, yeah. He top you know what three. I'm saying, Zach Ertz. Top three. Zach
2: Ertz. Um, then you got, you know, you got a deep wide receiver core, you got a nice running back. So, so,
1: so, Nelson Aguilar, is he going to take that next step because he was pretty weak I, last I, year? I don't
2: need him to take the next step. I just need him to be solid. What's you solid? Got, you got, you got, I just need him to get by probably about like 700 yards. Who is the running back on that team? Because I think Deshaun Jackson will come back and give me 800. Okay, so who is 800 you? to 900 yards. Who is the running back on that team? Um, the running back on the team is, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I know they got whatchamacallit, uh, Darren Sproles and, um Is he back with them? Yeah, he, he's back with them. And then I know they got, um, uh, did they get, uh, where, where's Jay yet? at?
1: Jay Ajayi, last I heard of him, he was in, ooh. I wanna say Miami. I might be wrong though. But oh you know who they got? You know who they got? They got Jordan Howard. They did the trade with the Bears to get Jordan Howard. They actually, traded like a late pick to get Jordan Howard. They see they got. Yeah. Who they so got. you know
2: what I'm saying? Decent, so decent. the uh the I mean in that division, he's the second best running back. He's slightly better than A P at this point. Yeah, they about yeah, I mean, not,
1: well, more than well, seven. No, but he's not the second. Because, not in, he's not the second in that division. He's probably like. No, third. The third. It's Saquon. Saquon. Yeah, I'm tweeting. I'm yeah, totally, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, the, no. But, we, we almost tweeted. Everybody
2: yeah. just heard me in yeah, about yeah, how yeah. I feel about Saquon. Yeah. So, uh, so, but, um, so, and with the slightly better Adrian Peterson, what I'm saying with that is Adrian Peterson at 34 35 can get me 700, 800, 900 yards in a season. And a young man. Um, Jordan Howard is getting like a 1, 1, 1,200 he, yards. Do you think he can get 1,000? No, no, he can't. That's what he normally was getting in with Chicago. Well, well, On this roster, it's going to be passed first because Wentz was paid. Wentz is the guy. They're going to be pass happy. They're going to – Jordan Howard is really in a situation where um, this trade is going to give him actually, I think, uh, less usage – than what he was getting in Chicago. Like, they was using him in Chicago, but... took so they drafted Tariq Conan. He was the change-of-pace guy. Yeah, and, yeah. and they're going to be able to... They're going to use him here, but uh, it's it's really a pass system. The defense is still... The defense is decent. The defense, yeah, the defense decent. is still that so they're still going to be the best team in this division, but it's still the NFC least. Um, yeah,
1: so you saying NFC least, you tweaking, number one, because... Like I said, our history speaks for itself. Like, let, let's keep it on. As a Cowboys Whoa, wait, fan, wait, do wait, not brag wait, wait. on no, the I'm Eagles not. I'm not. and the Giants' you, recent success. Fuck First of all, first of all, I'm not bragging on that. Fuck them. I'm just saying the history of the division speaks for itself. Right. It's been one of the best. Are we best. talking
2: about uh, five-year, 10-year,
1: 20-year history? I'm talking year history? about the history. If you Your look, team ain't if pretty good wanna, over the last if you, 20 years. If you wanna, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. And I wanted to get back on my team before we jump. That 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 hit a point. Remember, we was talking about uh, Jason Garrett. And we were saying how he wasn't a leader and all that stuff. The team's been pretty good over the last three years. Let, let's just chop it up. Last three years. Or do you want to go five? I can go five if you want to. But the last three, they've been pretty good. So they've been last three. Last year, 10-6. Year, you know, 2017, 9-7. 2016, 13 and three. They're pretty good. That's pretty good, right? It's pretty good. Two playoffs wins within three years. Division winners two out of the three years.
2: It's they've winning based on shock value that 13 and three year uh, Zach and uh, Zeke and uh, Dak just really just caught the league completely off guard. Uh, with their play. I mean,
1: you got a rookie, so you go
2: so okay so you got a yo, rookie quarterback, yo, you got a rookie running back, and and then the next year you go twelve and four. No, no,
1: next year they went nine and seven. Oh, that was the nine
2: and seven year, and they just missed and the that playoffs. Was, that was I the year when they injuries was and bad bad leadership because it wasn't Zeke's fault. Yep, it was the it was ownership, it was management that should have said Zeke, you're having legal issues, handle that.
1: Yep, we will
2: we will keep the team at bay. And you come back to us yep. and be the
1: all pro running back that you are. I agree. And
2: That's then their went,
1: tweak. And then they went ten and six last year and won a division. Right. They won. So so last three years they've been upward. So they've been on the cusp of moving upward. They won a
2: the division, and I'm going to say this, and I know Cowboys fans is going to feel how they feel about this, but it is the truth when because the Philadelphia was the team at the top. So the reason why that the Cowboys won a division last year is because the Philadelphia Eagles stirred the pot. If they would have came back into this season with Foles as the quarterback, the the chemistry, the camaraderie, the, the overall morale of the team of the Philadelphia Eagles would have been so, at the point that they left off at with the Super Bowl run, and we would
1: have seen a different outcome of the on, season. Hold on, hold on. So you was just big up in Carson Wentz. But now you're saying they should have started Nick Foles. So help me clarify this. Who you want, Nick Foles or Carson Wentz? Because I was just saying Nick Foles, he played better than Carson Wentz as far as taking them further and doing so. Which one you want, Nick Foles or Carson Wentz? Because I'm a little confused here because... Well, that, Carson Wentz got the bag. That's why he's like you said. That's why he began to start and for talent reasons. That's the thing. It just depends on the question that you ask me. So if you,
2: who do I want moving forward? I want Carson Wentz because he's got all the he's got all the uh, record weapons as far as like he can. He got all the tools. He can do all the throws and everything. He can he's the obviously yeah. younger guy and he's got more upside there. But if we're talking about what's better for the team, the team so won he, a championship. With Nick
1: Foles, so what you would have did? You would have traded Carson Wentz instead of giving him that contract? No, I would. So this is what they do? No, 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 what, no, what, no, what, no. What no, no. That I'm shit telling you, I'm confused. I, this is what they should
2: have did. after they won a the championship with Nick Foles. They should have started this past season with Nick Foles as their starting quarterback. No, bro. And listen, you asked me what I think they should have uh-huh. did. Let me tell you the whole scoop. So they should have started Nick Foles, and if he struggled, we go back to Carson Wentz. Oh. You would have saved Carson uh-huh. Wentz. More for the season. And you would have had him at the tail end, when he, which is when he got hurt. And you could have rolled into oh, the playoffs. Man. Hold on, listen to what I'm saying. You could have rolled into the playoffs with Carson Wentz, seeing what Carson Wentz do under pressure moments, and then when you came into this offseason, made your correct decision, which was to choose Carson Wentz and to pay him. But you already know what he's done Playoff-wise, he wouldn't have been paying him the most guaranteed money for a guy that doesn't have a playoff win nor a playoff loss. He doesn't have playoff experience, and you paid him $100 million guaranteed.
1: Bro, so I'm going to just break. You You went through that whole you know part, and I'm going to just say this much. You flip-flopping because you, you – I'm Nick, not. Yes, you is. I'm going to tell you why. You're bigging up the talent of Nick Foles, but when I brought up the talent of Nick Foles – you were saying they paid Carson Wentz so they should have started him. Now you're saying Nick Foles should have started because he took them to the Super Bowl. But that's what I was just saying like 10, 15 minutes ago, like... Nick Foles should have started. So, which one is it? They paid Carson Wentz. They paid Carson Wentz based off talent right. and because they drafted this man so highly. Right. So, if you was to do that, you saying, it, when a team does that, you saying, okay, Nick Foles, we picking you. You're our guy now when you do that and you trading him now because he's going to look for a bag regardless. Carson Wentz was going to look for a bag whether you started me or not. And if you didn't started me, oh, you want to talk about distractions again? There you go. That's considered a distraction we talked about distractions. That's a backup who was a starter, who was a rookie, who was drafted in the top five. And mm-hmm. now you're talking about sit him down after he got hurt and Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. You have to trade him. Get his ass out of here. You got to trade him. He got trade value. You don't give nobody a shortened season right? to give them a bag. You want to see the full picture, right, but right, he got hurt. Right. You
2: listen to me, bro. But the, the big takeaway was that you never once heard me say commit to Nick Foles. I just said, start Nick Foles. So, but if you do that, you commit committing him. You're showing commitment. Once, of once course, say, because it, exactly. he won me a Super Bowl. I'm,
1: so, I'm, you're not, so
2: to start this season, you are my quarterback. But when you start making a mistake, I'm going back to the guy that I want to have as my long-term guy. John. I want Carson Wentz to be my guy. But... In this situation, they could have seen what he was without before they gave him $100 million. He's got a $100 million guaranteed, and he hasn't had a playoff win nor a playoff loss. He hasn't played in the playoffs. Yeah. They could have seen it. But
1: but you don't know that. You don't know if Nick Foles would have... Bro, once you say that, you committing to Nick Foles who's looking for a new contract, right? Like he was looking for a contract extension, so once you say that, once you say he won a Super Bowl, we going with him. You you got to roll with this guy, bro. And if he do struggle and you bring back Carson Wentz, like it's that's too much. That's too much turning around. That's too much turmoil. So and if you recall, before bro.
2: this season, right after they won the Super Bowl, you start the big guy. Right after they won the Super Bowl, they had an offer for a trade on the table for one um, for one first round pick, I believe it was from Buffalo, which I don't, I don't remember. Uh it was it was uh I'm about to look it up real quick but it was for a first round draft pick but the for who Nick Foles for Nick Foles oh. after he won the Super Bowl but the um the the um the Philadelphia Eagles wanted two first round draft picks to to trade the Super Bowl MVP which would have been a, a a bad move uh which it is I would have took the first round pick because Nick Foles was never a first round pick type of player um. Um. But with that uh, being said, he's just the yes. I would have played Nick Foles to see what he had. Following up that season, the the locker room was behind him. They had everything going for him, and they could eventually switched I'm not, over.
1: I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. But once you do that, you commit to him. You talking about you did say commit. You're committing to him. He just won you a Super Bowl, like you just said. He just won your Super Bowl, and you go start him. But coming into right. the season, you're committing to Nick Foles, who's looking for a contract extension. Like, bro, no, you, you, if you go keep Carson Wentz, you have to start him out the gate. He was the guy before Nick Foles got there. Even you know, even though I joke around, Eagles fans and say you you lost your best quarterback because technically you kind of did. You lost your you lost your best quarterback, but. When you're coming into the season, bro, you have to start that, that guy who started it for you. He he lost his job to injury. And if you do start Nick Foles and say, hey, we're going to commit to you because you won a Super Bowl, Carson Wentz, he might have to be trade back because now he's looking for a contract extension.
2: Well, he, he caught that bag from Jacksonville. Uh, I can't wait for us to get into it about that division because I can tell you how that won't work out. And we got Carson Wentz uh with no playoff wins and no playoff losses and 100 100 million guaranteed running the Philadelphia Eagles so we're going to see how this works out moving forward but the Philadelphia Eagles missed out their boat on seeing both of them so that's just my take on it but um big picture moving uh forward um the the NBA man even though we we we've come to the end of free agency uh, But we're still getting exciting news. The NBA never fails to amaze us with keeping itself relevant even in the offseason. So starting first with Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony is still a free agent. Carmelo Anthony is looking for a deal to get back into the league. Of course, we know that Melo is a future Hall of Famer and he only played 10 games last season and he was released uh, unceremoniously from the Houston Rockets last season after a tumultuous start. Let's just call it what it is before James Harden went on his uh, historical run of scoring. Um, so he did an interview, and I bro, I'm pretty sure by now you've seen it as well. He did an interview on ESPN First Take with Stephen A. Smith. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on Carmelo Anthony as a uh, where do you rank him in all-time fashion? Is he a Hall of Famer in your eyes? Is he just a very good player that made uh, bad decisions that will not eventually lead him to the Hall of Fame? And what do you feel like his play is right now? And how do you feel about the overall interview?
1: Uh, Carmelo, I think Carmelo will make it to the Hall of Fame just based off of uh, the Olympics. And I know people poo-poo on him about the Olympics, but he he is probably one of the, greatest Olympic players ever to play, right? For mm-hmm. the United States. Most I think was. I think he'll get in the Hall of Fame. But as far as him right now, the interview, um, he he was showing a different light. He spoke on how, you know, people like to say, oh, he changed his role. He changed his role. Okay. Let me let me tell you my thoughts about Melo before I go into the interview. My thoughts on Melo was always it's a reason he don't have a job. It never was talent. It was always about him comprehending what his role is. The Houston Rockets, and he said this in the interview, said some days you wasn't going to play. He legit said, I want to play. They didn't want him to be a quote-unquote distraction like like we've been talking about. You know, they didn't want him to be a distraction, right? So, you know, that's why they cut him. He played 10 games. They seen what they had. He didn't know how to adjust to his role. This NBA is set. For uh specialists, three and D guys, and Melo don't he need the ball. He he's a uh one on one scorer. He, he you know he's not really a great catch and shoot guy. He needed to understand. Hey, maybe you have to play this Tracy McGrady with the Spurs role. I was saying this shit when he got cut. Remember, I was telling you like this is maybe the role he might have to play. He might have to play that leadership role. It's a reason that Vince has a job. And I'm not saying Vince is better than him. I'm just saying it's the reason Vince had Atlanta Hawks said, hey, we're going to hold the spot for you. Because he understood his role that I might not play. I might not be in a rotation, you know, every game. But I got to understand, you know, it's a bigger picture. And if I really want to play in the league, I might, need, I might need to change my way of thinking. Now, back to the interview, it sounded like he was. Changing of the guard and he, you know, I can play that. You know, he was telling Stephen A. Smith, you know, I could change my role now and not understand, you know, it just came as a shock value. That's what he said. Me going from New York to the Thunder, to the Thunder, to Houston, and getting cut. He said it was all a shock value. Cause his 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 grace of fall was hard and quick. Do you agree? No. You don't you don't agree with me? It was no. hard and quick. Okay, going from New York as a twenty point plus score, right? Mhm. To OKC. Okay, that 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 fall wasn't big him going from
2: No. I, all right, so let me give me give my whole take on the whole starting with the interview. So the interview in my opinion was bad for Carmelo because Stephen A was asking direct questions like um I didn't say it was good for Carmelo. Right, right, right. No, I just want to I just want to give my synopsis of okay, it. Okay, go my ahead. complete synopsis of it. So it was bad for Carmelo from this perspective. Carmelo act like he is deaf to uh and deaf and blind to social media and all type of outlets um that cover sports. If you've been watching TV for the last 2 or 3 years, especially sports ESPN, Fox Sports, you heavenly know that Carmelo Anthony is on a decline and he needs to accept a role player position. Melo, how did you miss it? you saying that somebody needed to talk to you about your role, but the media has been talking to you. You know what I'm saying? Now, how you got from New York where you was the 20-point scorer and you were the, the leader of the franchise, and it's because of your franchise that you were put in that position for so long. You've never been in a position where you haven't been the 20-point scorer because your team hasn't been able to get you anybody else. Now you had Chris Asperzingis, and guess what? When you got Chris Hops Perzingis, you weren't exactly the best veteran. You didn't want to transition the team to Chris Hops Perzingis. You definitely felt like then, and you probably still feel like now that you're a better player than Chris Hops Perzingis. But so, but yeah, that I'm sorry, I ain't trying to. But that goes to me saying again, right? He didn't understand. So Stephen his A. Role. Flat out asked him within the interview. He was like, "So if somebody would have asked you, what would you have said?" And Melo said, I would have farted a little bit. What do you mean you would have farted a little (laughs) bit? You just said that nobody talked to you about the role. But in a hypothetical situation, if somebody approached you, you would have farted. So their prejudgment about you is correct by your own admission.
1: So when I was saying this, niggas was slandering me, wasn't they? They was like, Chris, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about talent. I was like, it's never talent with this man. It was his role. You didn't understand your role, Carmelo. You didn't understand your fall for grace. And, and I do get this point. I do get to the point where his fall for grace was fast and quick. But he didn't understand that as a player. He should have looked at the at the fucking uh, Oklahoma City Thunder and was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna be a role player with this team. Like you can look at the team and just be like, Yeah, I think I'm gonna be a role player with this team. Like Now here's the here's the thing where I disagree with
2: you from with. Okay, go it. It wasn't fast and quick his decline, it was the situation that he was putting in to magnify his situation. Carmelo Anthony was no longer an all star player while he was still in New York. See he was you're able to right he there. was able to average twenty points because you're putting up bad shots on a bad team. You know what I'm saying? The only guy taking shots away from him is Chris Haps Perzingis. So when you trade him into a situation, the only team that he wanted to go to originally was Houston. After a while, he opened the trade doors because he had a no-trade clause to OKC and another team. I forgot what um, team that was. But once it. OKC was in the mix, hey, we want to get... Let me get Ennis out you, And that's what that was. And, and, and
1: that's
2: what and and the you don't have no disagreements because but, I've but, been saying that but about But that's Mello. the situation. That, it wasn't that his game declined so fast because it declined right in front of our eyes. It's just that he went from being the best player on a cellar dweller on a bad team to being the third best player on a
1: championship contender. And, and, yeah, that's what, like I said, that's what I've been saying about Melo. When I mean fast and quick, for his mentality, it was fast and quick, right? But me looking in, like I was telling y'all, Melo is, you know, a role player and he don't understand that he's a role player. He even stated he didn't understand that he was a role player. He said, I had to play my role. You was forced to play a role, if you agree with me, right? Right, right, right. Forced. And and back to the media telling him not only can you watch
2: major sports shows and, and, and the media is telling him Melo, you need to take a step back. Charcy Miller said it. Melo, you need to be a role player. I if play if anybody coaches, out man, there that's a fan of Carmelo Anthony, you disagree. Guess what? I'm going to hold your feet to the fire right now. In his introductory press conference, did Carmelo not laugh and say, A.O.P., hey, they said I got to come off the bench.
1: He was mad. Bro, and that's what I was trying to tell people. They, he was and they, mad. When he
2: got introduced to the Oklahoma City Thunder, the media was telling him, hey, Melo, you might want to come off the bench. He laughed at the notion. So, and here's the thing. Even if Carmelo Anthony accepts his role and say, you know what, I wanna, I wanna focus at this point in my career, I wanna focus on being a six man of the year. Let me tell you why that's not gonna work. Because Carmelo Anthony is Carmelo Anthony. He's mellow. And when you let's just take the Houston Rockets for example, when you put him out there on the court with, uh, let's let's just run off a of bench five for the, including mellow. So would you agree with this five right here? So let's go with uh Austin Rivers. Let's go with Mello. Let's go with um uh, uh who's another one they shooters off the bench? James Ennis. Let's go with Nene. Na- uh uh, uh Nene and still got James Ennis. Yeah, they they still had him. Uh they definitely had him last year. Yeah. Nene and let's go with Kenneth Fareed. Let's let well look at that squad. Who do you want taking shots in on that squad? You know what I'm saying? Everybody telling him to take a step back, but just look at the situation that we put him in. So we put him out there with that five,
1: but and right that, with the, and with that five, he most definitely take all the shots you want. With that five, but that's not the like, that, that's they, not. They, but my thing, that's it, not what's best for the team. Thing, my, uh, well, my what? thing for Mel, we don't. My thing with Melo is mentally, he didn't understand his step back from NBA grace, right? Uh-huh. But if he was put in a situation. Where he did come off the bench, and he had the opportunity to still be mellow. I think that fits him better, right? Than well, being a starter, trying to be a starter. But let me explain though. So with that, with that starting five
2: that I named, which once again I'm gonna go with uh, Austin Rivers, Mellow, James Ennis, Kenneth Fareed, and uh, Na Let's just say you're throwing them five guys out there, the bench guys, right? With that, you're saying Mellow take the shots that you want to take. If Mellow's not getting it going. In reserve minutes, which he's proven in three different situations, if you're playing me less minutes and I'm not able to get into my flow of the game that I'm used to getting into, my game is kind of thrown off. So if you're throwing this guy all the shots, you're not really getting that much performance from the bench. Now here's what I would do with that same lineup. I'm playing through Austin Rivers. I want Austin Rivers to get out there, pick and roll, set up them shooters, and if we get caught in the half court, that's when I'm dumping into Melo. That's when I'm throwing it to Melo on the block. Melo go get me the buckets. Post, post and fade. Basically that's
1: that's what that's what I was saying. Like with with Mello, if you let him do him as far as get it into his spots in the half court, etcetera, cool. That's an up and down team anyway. I think they're gonna be running it up and down anyway. That fits him. But I believe that Mello would be him.
2: offended with that role. And the, the the previous statements that I've said, like his introductory press conference and his, his his interview on first take will let you know that. Like if if you're in a if the coach is in a huddle and they say, All right, my five guys get out and out there. We're playing through Austin. Melo's gonna stop him right there. Like, what? What you mean we're playing no, through Austin?
1: This is why I said but What you mean only pass me but, the ball when we get stuck in certain but, situations? But, but hold on. This is why I say this all the time. Mentally, Melo didn't understand his role. He needed to take a step back and understand maybe I need to be a Vince Carter. Maybe my career is going on to being the guy who might not play a lot. And when he do play, understand his role. Understand there's other players that maybe for the team, as you're saying, is better with the ball in their hands. That's what I'm saying about Mello. That's why I'm saying he's not in the NBA. I've been saying this for a while now. When he got cut from the Houston Rockets, I was saying that. When he went to the OKC Thunder, I was saying this. He don't understand his role. Then you got Chauncey Billups who come and piggyback off what I was saying as far as Mello would be upset if he didn't get 30. Like That's why he in the NBA because he don't realize he's not the Melo who can get 30. Anymore, right? That's my. That was my biggest gripe about Melo.
2: He don't Chauncey Billups, because of the timing of his comments, was mad disrespectful. I
1: don't
2: think so. I'm gonna tell you they why. They asked him a question. I'm gonna tell you why. Because Chauncey Billups was Melo's teammates twice. He was his teammate in Denver. He was his teammate in New York. So you've not only you've had the choice to play with him multiple times, and you've chosen multiple times to play with him. Now, the first time you can say, I played with Melo because I was going home. He's from Colorado. He's from that area. We got traded to them. Right. He got traded to them. But, of course, you want to stay because you get traded home. It's just yeah. like if you was in a league of football or basketball, you get traded to Dallas. You're going to be more acceptive to staying there long term because oh, yeah. that's was home. Just
1: saying he got traded.
2: Right, right, right. But that's home. But New York is a totally different situation. That's not home. And you... You once again got traded to play with him again, and you played with him, but it was a choice. Once again, you could have got a buyout. You was in the last year of your deal. You could have got a buyout and went to a contender because you knew that you wasn't going to win with Melo with comments like that, but you'll wait until Melo is on. He is beyond the last leg of his career. We may not never see Melo play again, which is sad, but... Instead of instead of saying this the year after you leave from playing with Melo, like the year after Denver or the year after New York, you're saying it the year after now. he doesn't play
1: and he only played 10 games, which is horrible timing and which is mad disrespectful it's not disrespectful he's a tv personality people gotta understand when you become a tv personality anything goes they trying to you know that he got experience playing with Melo. they asked him a specific question and he answered it to his best knowledge what he felt like he's a tv personality that what that's what makes him a great tv personality is the fact that he has connections and with players right That's what Mm -hmm. makes sense. I think the best TV personalities are the ones who actually played the game because they can give us the insight of things that me and you may not know. That's why Steven Jackson... Is such a great... he? He's great. He's a TV personality now, but he's great because he's played in the league. Matt Barnes, another one. Everybody played in the everybody league. Is, played in the league. Everybody so, that played in the league,
2: I don't want to see become commentators. Not commentators. No, no, no. I'm just saying no, speak no, no, on no, the no. game. The names that you're naming are the correct names yeah. because those are not only players that played, but they contributed to not only winning situations, but they were in situations where they've... At least had their own team. Steven Jackson was the best player on the Bobcats before. The best but. player on the Hawks at one point in time. Like, shit like that. Like, but when you have players like, for example, a Ryan Hollins, who is a career uh, role player, I'm not, I'm not. I don't want to hear from you. But, but, but. Especially if you're bashing the point guard who fucking made your career,
1: Chris Paul. Hold on, like, hold on, hold on. But this the thing. He still has insight of the locker room. Me and you not in the locker room, right? We don't know what go on. We just hear from media who they get their information from the players. So if Ryan Hollins have an insight, now mind you, being a TV personality, you also want to have that, 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 what is it called, that uh shock value, right? Where you say certain shit. I hate Ryan Hollins, but mm-hmm. I, I like I don't like it's hearing a, shit about the players.
2: It's a fine line between shock value, and you also have to be politically correct because you don't want to offend former pen, friends or colleagues, and they feel like you're a sellout
1: or, my, or or Uncle Tom former player. So my thing is, who who really get, uh, Okay, so I don't have to like you to play with you. So I don't really care. Like my, like I I feel like when it comes to commentating and TV comment, yeah, you know I I don't feel like everybody I play like. As a basketball player or a sports player or a football player, I'm pretty sure everybody don't like everybody in the locker room. So, who really gives a fuck what I say? Like, maybe I didn't like Chris Paul. Maybe, you know... Well, we got to talk
2: about what like is in the realm of sports. I feel like if you respect a man, you are liking him to a certain degree because you are showing them respect. In which case, if someone comes across you negatively in, in a total disrespectful fashion, that respect is out the window. Am I correct? I mean, I... So like if you can if you can define a person that you will put the respect out the window for, then to have respect for someone
1: is liking them to a certain so, degree. So big baby, so big baby played. No, I'm gonna keep on the Chris Paul thing. Mm-hmm. Remember, big baby said Chris Paul not a good teammate. Right. I mean, so but, but when you've had like great him.
2: teammates and then
1: you've had situations you can respect where respect somebody and not like them.
2: But right, right, right. <laughs> but what I'm saying is with big baby, for example, when you've had great teammates ally like a KG, a Paul Pierce, Rajon Rondo, and so on and so forth. And then you go into a situation where you play with great players, but people are wondering why they don't win. You're able to speak on that, and then you're able to analyze the difference because he's went from a championship situation to a potential championship situation in the Clippers. And it's it was always an element missing between Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan of why they couldn't win. And they all had their own piece to the pie. DeAndre Jordan, you couldn't get your uh, free throw shooting to suffice the situation to be in late game stretches. Blake Griffin. Injuries. You weren't able to to establish yourself as the undisputed number one scorer of the Clippers during that stretch. It was still... Times where when the game get on the line, I'd rather have the ball be in Chris Paul's hands. He's a better playmaker. Right, right, right. But that's another thing, too, where I think Blake gets slighted at because Blake really improved his individual He's game. He's improved. Right, he improved his individual game, um, and that was because it was a lot of playing without Chris Paul. And then last and foremost, Chris Paul, it's only so much that you can do as a six-foot uh, point guard. And, you know, when it comes to getting buckets, you know – He's pass first. He's pass first, but in, in a lot of situations, him. it became a very close game, and it became a takeover game, and he still decided to be pass first in those situations where two or three buckets separate us, and you're the best scorer on this but, team but still. I
1: don't. I just think injuries really hurt them. Chris, Chris Paul didn't like Blake Griffin from what I hear. Blake Griffin didn't like him without him. Yeah, but...
2: Like that, you know, you're going you're gonna to have situations where it's frustration at the top because you're the two best players. There's a lot of pressure to win and everything like that. But the best of the best, they win regardless of the drama. Shaq and Kobe is is exclusive proof of it. It's levels and to it. This. It is levels on, to levels it. To and the quality of those players speak to it. But Shaq have, sp- have spoken on it many times. Just because they're all-time great players, when you look at what really surrounds Shaq and Kobe it speaks to the greatness of Shaq and Kobe. They were surrounded with pure role players. There wasn't a player on there was like, this guy is special uh, in the aspect of one day he can uh, can develop into an all-star or something like that with... Um, with Shaq and Kobe. It was always going to be on the backs of Shaq and Kobe, and
1: they had quality role players surrounding. So, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you with that, but it's levels to that. Like, that comparison, I see where you're going with the comparison, but the comparison is lukewarm because it's like Shaq is way up there. Kobe is way up there. Chris Paul is, you know, Blake Griffin. They're not... At the speaking level of the or the, uh, the um,
2: plan level of Shaq and Kobe, because that's how their career turned out. But the trajectory, the 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 star power, the buzz that surrounded Blake Griffin entering the league is it's it was a, to a level that we haven't we've that we've rarely seen rather. We've seen it with Derrick Rose. We've seen it with Zion Williamson. We've seen it with LeBron. It was—it's a different set of superstardom they put on Blake Griffin when he came in the league. With Chris Paul, we're talking about one of the all-time greatest point guards, and when he, his game is over with, especially with him being in Oklahoma City now, we're gonna be talking about him as like the top three point guards that never win a championship. So like his upper echelon perspective of his game is
1: crazy. Like you know what I'm saying, like. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. What a great podcast episode and definitely. This is opinionated facts. Opinionated facts. Peace. Peace.